Good evening, Trinity Fem. Tonight's devotion will be given by a friend of mine, the Reverend G. Matabata from St. Andrew's Emalathleni in the Twani Presbytery. I hope you have a good, you'll enjoy this. Thank you. Good evening, beloved in the Lord. I greet you all in the wonderful name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Begin with us, O Lord. You are Alpha and Omega, the author of our faith, the giver of life, the redeemer of the world, most gracious and loving God. We give glory unto your name. You are worthy to be praised now and always for the wonderful things you do for us, much more for Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Begin with us, for we have prayed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. One God, blessed forever. Amen. Our reading this evening comes from the book of Job. And we're going to read the first chapter and then some parts of chapter 2. Listen to the word of God for us. There was once a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. That man was blameless and upright, one who feared God and turned away from evil. There were born to him seven sons and three daughters. He had 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 donkeys, and very many servants, so that this man was the greatest of all the people of the East. His sons used to go and hold feasts in one another's houses in turn, and they would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. And when the feast days, the feast days had run their course, Job would send and sanctify them, and he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. This is what Job always did. One day the heavenly beings came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. The Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, From, from going to and fro and on the earth, and from walking up and down on it. The Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one like him on the earth, a blameless man an upright man who fears God and turns away from evil. Then Satan answered the Lord, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not put a fence around him and his house and that all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But stretch out your hand now and touch all that he has. He will curse you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, Very well, all that he has is in your power. Only do not stretch out your hand against him. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. One day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in the eldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys were feeding beside them. And the Sabians fell on them and carried them off and killed the servants with the edge of the sword. I alone have escaped 
to tell you. While he was still speaking, another came and said, The fire of God fell from heaven and burnt up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. And I alone have escaped to tell you. When he was still speaking, another came and said, The Chaldeans formed three columns, made a raid on the camels and carried them off and killed the servants with the edge of the sword. I alone escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another man, another one came and said, Your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And suddenly a great wind came across the desert, struck the, the four corners of the house, and it fell on the young people and their dead. I alone have escaped to tell you. Then Job arose, tore his robe, shaved his head, and fell on the ground and worshipped. He said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin or change. The Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man who fears God and turns away from evil. He still persists in his integrity, although you incited me against him to destroy him for no reason. Then Satan answered the Lord, Skin for skin, all that people have they will give to save their lives. But stretch out your hand now and touch his bone and his flesh. He will curse you to your face. Then the Lord said to Satan, Very well, he is in your power. Only spare his life. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and inflicted loathsome sores on Job from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. Job took a pot shed with which to scrape himself and sat among the ashes. Then his wife came to him. Do you still persist in your integrity? Curse God and die. But he said to her, You speak as any foolish woman would, would speak. Shall we receive the good at the hand of God and not receive the, the bad? In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. This is the word of God. Beloved in the Lord, the book of Job challenges the cause and effect presented by Proverbs, of the book of Proverbs. Job reveals God's truth as amazingly large, mysterious, persistent, and indescribable. And that cannot be reduced to a safe set of morals that are calculating and controlling. It challenges the guesswork of Israel, their familiarity with God to a point of predicting and controlling what God does. At the center of the message of this book is that only God knows. The first two chapters give an introduction for the whole book. The story begins with a description of Job as a blameless man, upright, and a fearer of God, a hater of evil. He is described as someone who has been doing nothing, who has been nothing but good at all times to God and to his family. Job is a devoted man, but things which happen in his life in a way challenges the good order of life he probably believed in or the people he lived with believed in. Job here 
is a pure product of the ethical program of the book of Proverbs. Do this and get this in return. The book of Job is a story of an innocent man who suffered loss of almost everything he held dear in his life. The way the story opens is a meeting between God and, and, and the angels who are giving reports from their activities. And as such, Satan is among those who are bringing the reports and Job's name becomes a point of focus. God boasts about the faith and obedience of Job. However, Satan counters the boasting by claiming that Job's faithfulness has everything to do with God's protection and providence in his life. He states that the faithfulness of Job is not for no reason. He is in that relationship for his own benefits. He therefore challenges God to withdraw the loving care he showed Job and see whether he will still praise him. The idea here is to prove that Job is not just upright for nothing, but for rewards. Satan had a different opinion about that. The test was actually between God and his servant, Job versus Satan. However, the problem here is that Job had no knowledge that what was happening was a test of his fear of the Lord. The scheme of things will entail that since Job is blameless and upright, he should experience a good life with joy, filled with joy and prosperity. And this is the life of Job until Satan came in to disrupt his life. The misfortunes in Job's life are a mystery to him since a meeting between God and Satan is happening somewhere else far away from Job. Job, however, regardless of what he was passing through, remains devoted to God. Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall depart. The Lord has given, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. His faith is demonstrated by the statement he makes, that in these things, the name of the Lord is to be praised. He praises God even in the time of his affliction. The misfortunes which occurs in Job's life are just too much, yet his response to them is remarkable. But his wife challenges him to insult God, to curse God so that he can die. Because to her, the contrary is happening. Instead of Job, a God-fearing man, an upright man enjoying life as a righteous man, he was suffering, and this was a giveaway that things are not okay. We can call it a breaking of the cycle of life as understood by the people of Job's time and town. The understanding that the upright and blameless should have a good life. Is this not the breaking of the good order in our society even today? Just looking into our lives and do we not see a lot of good people, hardworking people, suffering unemployment, poverty, abuse, sicknesses of all kinds and injustices in the world. The justice and love of God seems to be something impractical, especially in an environment where good people are experiencing the horrible and painful events in their lives. Here Job is such a man experiencing severe evil. Maybe the question to pursue is, why do good people suffer? What is the position of God in suffering? 
How should we understand God as just and loving when we are suffering for nothing? Why does God allow suffering? All this originates from the understanding of cause and effect. Be good and get a nice reward. However, the story of Job puts it differently. The answer of Job to this question is a doxological response. The Lord gave. The Lord has taken. His name be blessed. These words is, in a way suggest that one can just try to understand that our lives belong to God no matter what happens to us. Whether our goodness is rewarded with sour grapes instead of happy of happiness and a prosperous life, that we will continue to acknowledge that we belong to God and all praise belongs to him always. As Paul in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 to 17, be joyful always, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. Paul is not saying give thanks in happy times, but in all things, the response of unconditional devotion we see in Daniel chapter 3, verse 16 and 18, when Shadrach, Abednego, and Meshach are threatened with a blazing furnace, that even if you cast us into this fiery furnace, we will not recant. We will not deny our God because our devotion to him is unconditional. Whether he comes through for us, whether he comes to our aid or not, he remains who he is, our God. My dear brothers and sisters, may this be our confession. May this be our standing position like Job of old who confesses even in the face of affliction and hardships. The name of the Lord is to be blessed for he gave and now he has taken Amen. Father, we give thanks to you for indeed only you know. Sometimes we want to act wise by trying to calculate control and guess your next move. Help us each and every day, Lord, to surrender our lives totally into your hands. That we may know that only you are in control and put our whole trust in you. And stop relying on our own wisdom, on our own intelligence. And know that you and you alone knows what is good for us. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray and ask that you help us to, to confess that whether you come through for us or to our aid or not,